Hello and welcome to another episode of Tan Pants. Today, Clay's bringing a tale. Well, as you know, there's that movie, the Shark Tale, Barbie, Haven't Oppenheimer. I have the name of it right here: <coughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. But this is the untold side of the story. This is the first time I've heard of this. It's Can a, I be brought up to speed? The story, actually, that I'm going to tell you pretty much brings you up to speed. All right. Yeah. You'll, you'll I'm, not be gonna, up. I'm not going to bother you. So this uh, comes from a man who was working in Oklahoma for a month. A month? Yeah, just one In month. Oklahoma? Contractor. Man. Uh, he gets the day off with pay. Very nice. All right. It's pretty good. Right. Holiday, maybe. <laughs> but think about how cruel that is. You're in Oklahoma working for a month. This is what, the 20s? Uh, probably pretty recently. Oh, oh, okay, recent, okay. Uh, you're giving a, a day off with pay in Oklahoma. What are you going to do? Walk around look at dirt? Listen to trees? You could look at how, wow, that is a flat horizon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <coughs> he was in his motel at night, and he heard the sound of, of like a storm coming. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. And so he's like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go look at it because he likes the sound of storms. So yeah, it's soothing. I like it. You'll watch it from the doorway, but then an an electric static goes over him. It has the storm noise. Ooh, and mm. then it just thunder. There's no clouds. There's no anything. It's just the sound of a storm. Right. It's all staticky. It passes right over him, and then what? it goes away on his day off. Yeah, well, with, with pay. pay. Okay, so the story. Okay, there you go. There is a. The man, he goes to a, a diner. Okay. It's pretty empty because he, he's, like, late. So, like, the lunch, breakfast rush, all that's over. It's, like, 2.30. Yeah, it's, like, just an off time. But there's an older man there. He's there and strikes up a conversation with him. Just like, how you doing? Where you from? Yo, how you doing? This is pretty much what a day off in Oklahoma looks like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he tells the guy about the storm, how it, what happened. And he, the old man mentions, like, oh, yeah, those are the ghost storms. No, he did not. Ghost <laughs> storms. Imagine yeah. walking up to somebody, took them out. Of I've heard of ghost trains and ghost ships. Well, Has there been, like, a ghost I've building? Heard of ghost people. What if there's, like, a, like a, a building that's, like, creepy? Oh, dare you go in there. And you go in there and you come out. Like, it was weird, man. You turn around, the house isn't there. It's, like, it's like an empty lot. Um, I heard there was certain situations where sound was like faked or blocked off, almost like a bubble. Mm. So like there's been a couple of encounters or whatever where people like they're in a haunted area and their friends were ahead of them. They're yelling at them to try to, hey, 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 guys, come back. Hey, hey. And they couldn't hear him? They, nobody could hear him. Mm. That's kind of creepy though. It is creepy. Maybe some like invisible something. Some acoustic strangeness. Yeah. yeah. So this legend of the ghost storms goes back to the, a meeting between the Osage and the Cherokee long ago. Long ago. Yes. So, like, how much before, like, what's happening in Europe at this time? Is this, like, Middle Ages? Is this the Crusades? This is, like, after colonialism started. Okay, okay. Colonialism. So some cowboys are happening. Yeah. The man, because he's got nothing to do, he's kind of bored, so he's like, <coughs> sure, tell me the whole story. And the guy's like, well, it's kind of long. He's like, I got the whole day off. The guy's like, uh... But we're not really supposed to talk about it to people who aren't from the tribe because the man is from Ooh. the Osage. Now, if I'm ever in a situation and like 
There's an old man who was telling a story. But before he tells us, he, he's like, it's really long. He's not saying that because he didn't want to take up your time. He said, like, I, listen, I got to be somewhere. I don't want to talk about this story for six hours. Anyways, the old man introduces himself as Frank and begins to tell the story. Bro, it was Frank. Frank. It was Frank real? Frank from Lightning McQueen, Frank? Oh. No. Lightning McQueen. So he Wait. talks about how the Osage were once considered one of the fiercest Native American tribes. They typically stood upwards of over six feet tall and would oftentimes attack fur traders and settlers that encroached on their territory. About uh, Is this Oklahoma area? Uh, not yet. But due to all the fighting, their numbers began dwindling, they became much weaker, and then they were removed with the Indian Removal Act. Okay. This is the Trail of Tears? Uh, yeah. As they kind of came, oh yeah, and there was uh, smallpox ravaged the tribe. Oh, uh, well. yeah. They were moved, and they moved into the Cherokee territory. But ultimately, you know, it was already filled with Cherokee. Yeah. So they, they moved to the only place where they could be at, which was this empty territory where no Cherokee and nobody else wanted to be at. And the Oklahoma. Ter- no. Uh, but this territory was, yeah, it, it wasn't really good for growing crops. It wasn't good for much. But the Cherokee specifically said that, oh, it's because that land's cursed. There's like a spirit in the land. Oh. Is this like skinwalker stuff or like? Almost. Okay. Yeah, that it was home to a mysterious spirit. The Cherokee encountered it during the Trail of Tears. I thought it was Bigfoot. No. Bigfoot's a skinwalker. You think Bigfoot controls electrical currents? I think Bigfoot controls uh, <laughs> controls uh, CBN. I think Bigfoot's I think Bigfoot a, controls NBC. I think Bigfoot is in the NFL. I think Bigfoot's a magnet. <laughs> when you walk up to him, Elise, son, all your phones and watches and electrical Daddy, devices. Look at my compass; spin. it's just spinning. Run, Billy! Bigfoot's a magnet, Billy. Don't you know? <laughs> Didn't I ever tell you nothing, Billy? Bigfoot's a magnet. That's why whenever they try to shoot it, Bigfoot. Yeah, the bullets go straight to it. And Bigfoot screams. They they because Bigfoot's a magnet. They warp around him because it's the opposite end of a magnet. Dang, your powers. Yeah, except I don't think. But that only works with the magnets. Unless the bullets are magnets. Um, Are there any good? Are there any good Bigfoot movies? Like good suspenseful. Andersons. No, I I want a good suspenseful. I said good. That movie was a bad movie. That movie is. I didn't like it. Is Clay done with this story? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, when they were staying in the land, they wanted to kind of make it there, so they asked the Cherokee, and the Cherokee accepted, but one of the elders of the Cherokee said that, we're not allowed to talk about this, but that is, there is a spirit in that land. It is the land, and it protects the land. It's just, but don't worry, it's just an old spirit. It likes to be left alone. We're not supposed to talk about it, but since we're giving you the land, we're telling you this. Right. Hmm. And then they, well, they sold them the land. Okay, so they and bought it. Then they lived happily ever after, right? The end. And the spirit no. never bothered them. Now, people keep, kept moving west, and the dissolution of territories was very imminent. And Is this before or after the land grab? Uh, this is sometime during or okay. after, before. I don't know. There's no years on this. So. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Sometime after the Civil War. 
Okay. And they were worried that they were going to lose their land and all their stuff. They didn't know what to do. So they called on the spirit to mm. ask it. The spirit showed up. It was like static, this roar, this storm. And effectively, it told them to just, just give up the land. But keep the mineral rights to the land. The spirit knew the modern legal jargon. Basically. <laughs> keep the mineral rights, y'all. So there's something of great value that. beneath the land. So you want to keep that. Okay. And much later, what happened was they sent a delegation to D.C. and offered that up. But yeah, we'll disband our tribal lands, but we get to keep the mineral rights, essentially. But you can, like, buy the property and build on it and do what you want. That worked. They, it went through. And then it turned out there's gold. I mean, oil. Black gold. Texas oil. tea. Yep. The largest. It was one of the largest oil deposits in the United States at the time. Wow. That's why there's still so many oil derricks around Oklahoma. Yeah. And every so Osage man and woman was given an equal share of the oil. Their equal share was called a head right. Nice. Upon death, one's head right would go to the next of kin. And then everything changed overnight. You know, luxury cars, chauffeurs, fine clothing, all the stuff. And that's where Daryl comes in. Daryl. Is Daryl a good man? Uh, Is Daryl a nice man? Is he going to be mean? He's a good man. Okay, he's good. We like Daryl. Frank says that the lifestyle attracted some really bad people. That my grandpa told me all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl, which was Frank's grandpa, okay, lived next door to a woman named Anna. She was friendly, talkative, and very nice, as one could be. Unfortunately, she was a ghost. And she was also Daryl's closest friend. A ghost demon. She was a ghost demon. Normally, she'd be out in the yard tending her garden. Normally. But one day, he didn't see her. Oh. It's not odd at first. Just maybe she's just inside and you didn't you missed yeah. her. She's a grown woman. Now, I know the title of the movie coming out is called Killers of the Flower Moon. So this is when people are going to start dying? Yeah. Oh, poor, poor Anna. He, he knows that Anna went to her sister's house the night before. Usually she's back the same night, but maybe she stayed. A couple days pass. She's not back. Daryl gets worried. So he pays Anna's sister a visit. She says, oh, she was here the other night, but she left. I thought she went home. Now Daryl's really worried. Right. He suspects the worst. He marches up to the sheriff's office, reports Anna missing, and then a few days later, Anna's found dead. Dead. Oh, no. Down Where? in a gulch gunshot to the back of her head. Oh, man. To the back of the head? Dude. Ouch. Yep. Daryl and Anna, they both, and Anna's sister, both go to identify the body. It's hard on both of them. Daryl can't get the image out of her head of Anna's lifeless face. She actually looked at peace. He thinks about Anna's final moment, imagining what must have must what it must have been like for her. Uh, and when Anna's body is found, her head right goes to her mother. But two months later, her mother turns up dead too. Hmm. Even stranger, the sheriff's office has ruled Anna's death an accident. What? Yeah. She had a bullet Dude. hole in the back of her head. That doesn't clearly an accident. accident in a ditch. Nope. Yeah, an accident. Yeah, so Daryl knows there's foul play. What a moron! Sheriff's in on it. The, the sheriff's sheriff? dirty. It suddenly dawns on him. Maybe Anna was killed for her head right. 
and rights go to the next of kin. So right. maybe someone in her family is trying to cash in on that oil money. Man. But this theory doesn't seem to pan out at first because Anna's sister, who, Anna's cousin who gets it, winds up dead. So that means no, red high, no head right for him. And then Anna's sister gets it and she dies. Her house blew up in a freak accident. Freak accident. If this is someone trying to get the, the oil, what a stupid way to get the oil. <laughs> I mean, once you're the last person to get it and you don't die, we know it's probably you. Uh, Anna's husband, he got the head right, and then he succumbs to injuries day later. Mm-hmm. Later, Daryl learns that the accident was no accident. The police discovered a bomb had been planted under the house. The evidence, the evidence is piling up. There's a serial murderer, plain and simple. What he can't figure out is who might be behind it. It's beginning to drive him crazy. He goes up to Anna's sister's house and stands staring at the rubble. All he can see is the images of Anna's lifeless body in his mind. And for the first time, he hears it. He hears crying as a thunderstorm approaches. He barely notices another it. Thunderstorm. It's another one of those static storms passing mm-hmm. over. And then it's all quiet again. You didn't think I was paying attention, did you? No, I mean... <laughs> takes it as a sign that Anna's spirit is restless. She's calling him to do something so that she can be at peace. Yeah. He marches to the sheriff's office, asks to uh, volunteer to help with the investigation, says he can help make the phone calls, go through files, do whatever you need to. But the sheriff tells Daryl that his grief will only get in the way, and he says, go home and let us do our job. Then the sheriff stares him down in the eye and says... I don't want you to get yourself hurt. Ooh. As if man. like he knows. It, it's not said like kindly. It's said in a threatening manner. Yeah. So Daryl leaves. He's paying attention when the sheriff's office arrests the man in connection to the death. He pays attention when the man's released. No charges. Daryl asks around. Nobody really knows this man. He's not Osage. There's a rumor he, he's affiliated with a group of, of local gangs, but nothing concrete. An Osage man, unrelated to Anna, is found shot dead in his car. Another found poisoned on a train. Daryl's not the only one paying attention now. Man. Other tribal members notice. What if he's right? They begin to fear what Daryl has suspected, that someone's targeting the Osage for their head rights. No one is safe. As if to prove it is beyond a shadow of a doubt, the son of an Osage chief dies. His name was George Bigheart. He was poisoned. Doctors call it an accident. Sure, a lot of accidents. Yeah, he died in a crowded ward in Oklahoma City Hospital. Mm. Crowded ward. But not before making a call. He was frantic on the phone telling his attorney that he had, he had serious evidence linking someone to the murder of the reservation. Specifics of the conversation are unknown, but Bigheart said the, at- the attorney came away spooked. He rang the sheriff's office. The hospital staff recall him speaking angrily into the phone. The attorney informed the sheriff's office that he was currently in possession of certain documents provided to him by Big Heart. They were related to the murders. The attorney intended to raise a big stink over it. He got off the phone, hopped on the train for the reservation. He carried a briefcase with him. He was going to meet the sheriff in person. Unfortunately, the attorney never made it. His body was found tossed off the train, his skull bashed. The briefcase was missing. Dang, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. Whoa. By this point, Daryl is just, he's like, I'm mad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whoever killed Ana is still out there. They're going to keep killing until somebody does something. Somebody does something. Drastic. Since the deaths attracted a, a little bit of attention. So a group of well-dressed white men arrive at the reservation. They claim to work with a little government outlet known as the Bureau of Investigation. The feds. Later to become the FBI. Well, this is like where the FBI came from. Dude, FBI this case, stories. this oh, case birthed the FBI. Wasn't something like the X Files? Like this is the FBI. That's what the FBI really does. Well, I mean, the FBI has several bureaus inside of it. So the X Files was a was a team in the FBI, a fictional one that go after the weird cases. But basically, whenever there's a serial killer or something that crosses state lines. That the local authorities can't handle, the FBI get involved because they can. They have jurisdiction. Not to get up subject, but I don't think anybody really robs banks anymore and gets away with it. I think they do every Art? day. My nah. sister worked at the bank over on a Main Street. Yeah, Main Street. Every day, just about every couple of days, they get robbed. It's not like a big thing. The guys, just like like you got Johnny Pocket Gun, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I might have a gun. I might not. You don't know. Put the money in the bag. They'd usually steal a eight, ten thousand dollars, and then they'd quickly get caught because they have cameras. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty dumb. There's a there is a lot of tension between the sheriff's office and the bureau boys, as he called them. The bureau boys. There's never a public statement made about this, but rumors spread around. The sheriff is stonewalling the investigation. Someone's found destroying evidence, documents. There's. Another rumor, too, that a non-Osage man that the sheriffs originally arrested, uh, the one who was never charged, people say he made a confession while in custody. In his custody, he implicated a man by the name of Bill Hale. Bill, Bill Hell? Hale? Hale. 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 With an I. Oh, Hale, Hale now? Yeah. Hale now. According to him, Hale, Hale, Hale. offered him money to Hale. kill Anna and Hale. her family. This revelation stuns Daryl. It stuns everyone, actually. Bill is he, Bill Hale is no obscure figure. He's a white man who lived on the reservation for decades. Whereas the tribe became wealthy overnight through oil reserves, he earned his fortune slowly over time through the cattle trade. Hmm. He's known to be shrewd, stubborn, and tough. People say he has every local politician in his back pocket, tribal enforcement too. He's been accused of crimes before, but never place, faced any jail time. If he was involved in Anna's death, it would explain why the sheriff's office is stonewalling. And it would explain George Bigheart too, why he was poisoned, and explain really everything. So he thinks Hale is attempting to increase his fortune by going after people's head rights. He's hiring men to do his killing for him. Maybe he's even got people on the inside too, family members that he splits the money with. Hmm. The sheriff office knows about this, but are they really in on the murders? Or are their hands simply tied by Bill Hale's power and influence? Probably the power. I would yeah. think the power. Now, Max, if you were a wealthy rancher, okay. and all of your neighbors suddenly became very wealthy. Okay. Which is basically what happened in the situation. Okay. Why would you try to steal them? Why wouldn't you just like talk them into investing with you? Yeah, you're already rich. I'm already. I mean, why? Why wouldn't I then? Like, okay, uh, let's open up seventeen stores, eight laundry shops, listen, listen, seven buddy. restaurants. I'm gonna bring you in close. I'm gonna bring bring you in closer. It's not about the money. 
It's about back sending him back. The respect, huh? Yeah, it's about the respect. This is Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate that time? Yeah. No, I don't know. He's all about respect. It's all about respect. You look just like him. You put that you put that marker in your mouth. You look just like, like a cigar. You look just That's like what Andrew Tate. I was Tate. going for, okay. But I wasn't going for Andrew Tate. I was going for like, like Godfather kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's about the respect. It's about respect. You diss me. You diss my family. Mm. I'll kill you. You diss my ranch. You, you diss, diss my, my ranch. ranch. You diss my cow. Listen, you are my neighbor. You are beneath me. Now we're equal. Okay. Yeah, if, if the guy had psychopathic tendencies, yeah. If he's not like a true businessman. Mm. Like an actual like business-minded person would see his neighbors becoming rich as like a great opportunity for like everyone. Nah, this is ranch. You think yeah. ranchers have business minds? Or do you think they have like well, I mean, uh, the, the, king the, minds? The, the guy was described as slowly making his fortune. That's, that's, that's kind of business-minded. But if he's crooked like he's got all the politicians in his pocket, then yeah, he's psychopathic tendencies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Daryl has been looking for a fight. Oh, he wants to fight him. Yeah, fight now him. he has a he has a man, Bill Hale. He thinks is behind the murders. That's all there is to it. Law enforcement's too scared. So either way, Daryl has no choice. He's going to take the law into his own hands. Okay, so so when this happens, this Hale's probably not the guy. Uh, I think he is. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. So like Daryl, I thought there'd be a twist. Like he's uh, wrong. Nah. Uh, Daryl imagines Hale ordering Anna's murder. He thinks of the sign he received from Anna, that weird storm. Yeah. That these things are in his mind. He's, it's late in the day. He's driving home from work. The sun is setting. He enters his house to grab his gun. The reservation is dark as he marches towards Bill Hale's ranch. He's all alone. In the distance, a storm is coming. Hiking up a small hill, he overlooks the ranch. He makes out four men who appear to be guarding the entrance. They're all armed. Mm. But Daryl doesn't care. He isn't thinking anymore. From where he's standing, he can see the main house on the ranch. Bill Hale's probably in there right now. He has his wife and his children around him. They're all alive, and Anna's dead. Daryl makes his way down the hill like a possessed man. He marches towards his own death. And then? And then the men guarding the entrance... They don't notice him at first, so he manages to get pretty close. One of the men shouts a warning at him when they finally do notice him. They tell him that he's approaching private property. The men, as he continues to march, the men draw their weapons. Daryl's almost at the gate now. He lifts his gun. He fires off two shots. He hits one man square in the chest, the other in the arm. They both drop to the ground. The two men left standing draw their weapons and fire at Daryl, but he rushes behind a large barn. The sound of approaching rain is momentarily drowned out by the hail of gunfire. Daryl is cornered, and he knows it. And the moment that he steps out, they're going to unload their pistols at him, and he's going to die. But he's not giving up. The plan was to reach the main house. Daryl is not going to stop till he gets there. Daryl is going to make Bill Hale pay. He readies himself to face the two men, He thinks, this is it. That's when the storm comes in, the roar spreading over the ranch. It sounds like rain, but not a drop in sight. Daryl feels the familiar sensation brushing past his face of the static. On the other side of the barn, the men are shouting. They fire off a few rounds, but at what? The storm sound is almost deafening now. There's more shouting, but the gunshots have stopped. 
Daryl peeks out. The men are racing towards the main house. The air is filled with the hissing sound of heavy rain. Daryl's eyes are drawn to the first two men he shot. They're lying on the ground. Daryl goes over, kneels beside them. The one he shot in the chest is obviously dead. The one he shot in the arm? His face is swollen and purple, as if he had taken a severe beating. He's not breathing. In the distance, shouts of men have become screams of agony. Ghost storm. Daryl is frightened. What's going on here, he thinks. Somehow in the midst of his fear, the image of Anna flashes in his mind. He looks at the two men killed. The feeling of guilt overwhelms him. His fingers go numb. and he Yeah, drops. he killed two innocent guys, basically. Yeah, he they drops kill no one. his gun. He scrambles to his feet and runs away. He goes home. He continues to hear the roar of the storm in the distance, and just under that, he can make out the men's screams. The next day, Daryl wakes up. The one thought on his mind is, what happened last night? He's not sure how to explain it. It's the same thing he experienced at Anna's sister's house, but more intense. It, it felt angry. Was it Anna's spirit or something else? Whatever it was, it saved Daryl's life. If it hadn't shown up when it did, Daryl would have stepped out from behind the barn and they would have filled him full of bullets. As he thinks this, he remembers, oh crap, I left my gun at the ranch. His heart sinks. The sheriff's office will find his gun or maybe the bureau boys will doesn't matter they'll trace it back to Daryl Bernardo your voice yeah if now he's gonna get blamed for all the murders yeah so this is really like um what Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings what was the guy what was it Frodo no 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 the ghost guys Gollum no the ghost guys the Aragon went to go yeah the ghost guys yeah Oh, yeah. So the storm is all the ghost guys? It's the storm of ghost yeah. guys. Nice. Ghosts. Remember, they would come into the battle and they would just like disintegrate. Now, uh, I'm, I'm sure that this story has been dramatized a little bit, but Daryl deciding to go and just shoot the guy is supremely stupid. Um, first off, uh, there's no way to get like 100% sure he's the guy hired unless you like find like documents. Then you got like, you gotta go to court. You can't just go shoot the guy, because now we got yeah. we got two people just hired to protect a house. They're dead. You got a ghost storm loose for goodness sakes. If he just gone to the police, <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry about ghost storms. <laughs> of course, he, he should just come to the bureau boys. Buford and Bernardo. Buford and Bernardo. Them bureau boys. They're like coming in boys. here. Tracking mud all over my nice fine carpet, making my woman angry, making my boy nervous. He peed that's that a, spot right there. He got so afraid. That's a brand new truck, by golly. Hey, you shut up. You and your stupid face, bureau boy. I don't want you to be here anymore. Take this toilet wand and go shove it. <laughs> <laughs> and go oh. shove it oh, and on. go shove it <laughs> alright so Daryl he just rather than he thinks about skipping town but then he just accepts that he's he's done what he's done he's killed these yeah. men he's fa- failed Anna and he just sits down and waits to be arrested now uh, you probably should uh, if you just sit in your the you, chances of you getting shot by the people apprehending you 
go up a lot if they're coming to apprehend you. They think you're dangerous. You're better off going to the police and say, hey, listen, I'm turning myself in. I shot some people. Nah, write it out. Because you're it, already crossed the line. Listen, I am a cop, right? I have I have an APB on a guy who murdered two people. We have his gun. He's at his house. We are approaching this house with our guns drawn, very nervous. Yeah. So the chances of you getting shot are really high. Well, there's also a ghost storm. So yeah, the good yeah ghost storm. I mean, anything yeah. could happen. All right. So while he's waiting, he picks up a, a he picks up a book that he has. It's a book on Osage history, and as he's reading it, it talks about the legend of the ghost storm. Ghost storm. And how it sounds. It sounds just like how he heard it. This here ghost storm sounds just like you heard it. According it's loud. To, <laughs> according to the story, the spirit went away, never to return, did it? Did it come back last night for no reason? Oh. If so, why? A squad car rolls up to Daryl's house. It's the sheriff. He's alone. Ooh. He calls Daryl over and, and says, we heard there was a gunfight out on Bill Hale's property last night. Daryl is silent. He sees his gun sitting in the sheriff's passenger seat. He said, four men are dead. One man shot in the chest, three bludgeoned to death. Daryl thinks about the man with the swollen face, where the other two men also found this way. That's four murders total. The sheriff should be arresting him by now, but instead he grabs the gun, hands it to him and says, unfortunately... No evidence was found linking anyone to the crime. Oh. Ah, wink, So, wink. So the oh, sheriff wow. wants to get this guy, too, but he can't. Okay. Wow. You know, so next time you folks want to go murder someone you suspect to be a killer, just go for it. It'll turn out okay. That was a twist. Yeah, this is like... It's a good twist, too. That's like a happy twist, but like a real life. Don't take any real life lessons from that. Well, yeah, that's I a, know. It's still a supremely bad idea. All right, so the, the sheriff forcefully puts the gun into Daryl's hand and says, "Be careful out there. Whoever killed those men hasn't been caught, but I don't want anybody else getting hurt." Before he leaves, he says one last thing: "I'm going to make things right." The sheriff pulls out of the driveway, drives away. Not long after, Bill Hale is arrested. The Bureau boys were able to put a case together with the sheriff's help. The reservation breathes a collective sigh of relief. The murders have come to an end. Daryl learns that Hale won't be charged for Anna's murder. There's too much missing evidence, but the Bureau has linked him to the murder of Anna's cousin. He'll face life in prison. Not really justice for Anna, but it's enough. It's justice. The guy's in jail. He should be killed. He visits her grave for the first time. It's been over a year since she's dead. He realizes all this time he hasn't actually been looking to find peace for Anna's spirit. He never accepted her death. He didn't know how to let go of her, so he wasn't able to find peace within himself. Seeing her grave made it real for the first time. He breaks down in tears. In the distance, the storm approaches, rumbling over the country, over the cemetery. It passes over Daryl. As he cries, he feels the raindrops falling from the sky. They land on his hands. They cover him completely. When the storm passes, he's all out of tears. Dude. Dude. That's a, that's a crazy story, I tell Frank. Because <laughs> don't forget, the framing device. Framing device. Yeah. Frank says his grandpa used to sit him down every spring and tell him that story. Always in the spring because that's when Anna died. They call it the Osage Reign of Terror. 
Killers of the Flower Moon. Limericks. Limerick Hour by Max. Did you write a stupid limerick? Again, this isn't. You don't. You have no idea what a freaking limerick is. You're an idiot. Close your eyes. You're an idiot. You have no idea what a limerick is. If Close I you're not that. you're not following the the, the rules of rhyme. At if least I Google I limerick, try. will I find bad things, or is it okay? Yeah, just limerick. At it's least a, I try, Isaac. Okay. It's listen. like a haiku, you know. It's like a, it's a way to make right, a rhyme. All right, all right. Listen, a poem. I mean, listen, because this is poetry and it's fine. This is art. Some people scribble on canvas. I put down intelligent words. Listen, this is really quick. I saw a video of a guy making oh, heart so art for like really expensive money. Heart art? <laughs> it was art. It was, art, it was fart this, art. This is what is it, right? He was a big old canvas on the wall. Okay. He, he takes a couple of steps back, yeah. runs, jumps, and just draws a oh, line. I saw, that. I saw yeah. that. So that guy's young guy, right? Yeah. You know how old uh, Da Vinci was when he made his like statue of David or whatever? Not David, but like started making those statues? No. 25. He was 25? Making beautiful works of marble art. Now, our... <laughs> Our talent is jumping on the wall and drawing on. (laughs) Okay, so I'm 24, so this is all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Hair yak. Yak your pants. Get new pants. And then an image of a door. Uh, It could be a door. (laughs) Those are pants. Now, uh, hair and yak are connected by an arrow. And then an arrow leading down to a triangle containing yak, your pants. Yak, your pants. Now, yak is on the top of the triangle. On the bottom of the triangle, the base has your pants. Your pants. So, like, you yak on your pants. Yeah. It's like you yaked your pants. It's yak, but your pants. your pants is supporting the idea of the yak in this triangle. Because so it's the strong base of the triangle. I love how you uh, dissect it to its genius. But in reality, I try to draw a circle. But yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm, I'm analyzing this. But this is proof that you can find analysis in the stupidest, dumb, idiot things. All right, well, that's the beauty of art. I don't okay, cuss, so. but this makes me want to cuss. This makes this is almost a cussing podcast because your stupid poem, your okay, stupid listen, freaking now, poem. Now, it's not that bad because. <laughs> I'm looking at some examples, and these are pretty dumb. So who's who's the idiot now? All right, some people Look, are going to get this, but still, that is pretty awful. Listen, <laughs> but let me give you an example. No, 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 I don't know. You're going to hurt me. All I hear is you're going to hurt Maxwell, my listen. thoughts. You're going to hurt my thoughts in the future, Maxwell. You're going to hurt it. Well, listen, you to this. are killing a a, a thriving uh, artist. There on, was on take the your marker, start. jump on the wall, make a triangle. There was a young lady. Of Twickenham, whose shoes were too tight to walk in him. She came back from a walk looking wider than shock and took them both off and was sick in him. See, mine's better. Mine teaches you something. Listen. Well, let me break it down to its true. Let me break it down to its true. This one rhymes poorly, but it it rhymes more than yours. Okay, Max, I'm listening. I'm listening, Max. Yours is Try a to yours, yours is a Venn diagram Close that your has eyes. been shredded. No, quiet. Close Josh. your eyes. I want to hear what Max forgets to say. Close right. your eyes and open up your mind. Okay. Yak has hair. Hair yak. Yak hair. Duh. You yak your pants. Uh, you get new pants. Uh, all right, all right, never mind. Hey, hey I'm going to keep working on it, but this is 
my attempt to art, so don't 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 yeah, uh, yeah, don't spit on me. Yacking your pants is a allegory for pooping your pants, right? So yeah. both of your both of your limerick seven volt pants and soiling them in some way. No, 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 no. The other one was about being cheap. Oh, okay. This mm. one's about unpredictable accidents. Yuck. I see. Maybe in a hundred years it'll catch on. Maybe. Someone's going to find our podcast and be like, man, these guys are really good. We get famous. They're going to start listening to these and they're going to say, dang, that Max guy. They're going to, this in the That's future, not how the world works. we're they're not recording this. It. When this podcast is over, I'm erasing this abomination from the board. So people can take our description. They're going to try to recreate the diagram you've made. It's not going to work. And it, no, it's going to be like an infinite amount of creativity because all the different ways they could put hair yeah. and yak with an arrow. And yak in your pants in a triangle, and then the door at the end of it. Well, I mean, all, the, all the ways to interpret this visually is like, people actually, are, yeah, this is good. People are going to start wearing. I take limer- it back, Max. People are going to start wearing. I take it back. Would you stop? No, if, if you if you if you call this the limerick one more time, right. I'm going to get violent. Right, I'm going to get violent. I'm going to grab your face with my fingers, and I'm just going to start pulling and yanking. You you just don't know how to how to write. Listen, Anything, let's, so. let's just call it a Maxwellian limerick. Max, oh my, uh. <laughs> okay, so people are going to start wearing Limerick Hour by Tan Pants t-shirts, <sighs> and you're going to have this diagram on it, and we're going to sell. It's going to make... It's Josh, gonna, any news? Microscopic nice. bag, smaller than a grain of salt. Sells Why? for $63,000. And I'm dumb. And I'm dumb. Because it's Thank smaller you. than a grain of salt. Look at how freaking small. The little green spot on that person's finger. That is a microscopic bag. Let me show you a close-up. What's the point? Right here. And I'm dumb. See that? It's a green shopping bag, like for it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's one of those... Uh, it's smaller than a grain of sand. What can it hold? Bags. A grain of sand. It can't hold a grain no, of sand. Oh, it's smaller than a grain of sand. It can't it can even probably hold a small amount of liquid. It is the most... Wor- no, no. The, the, the viscosity of the liquid won't allow it to go in. Soapy liquid. Maybe some tardigrades? Hey, shut up. How about some If powder? you bring tardigrades into this... How about... <laughs> into this hypothetical situation, I'm going to get violent again. Okay. How about some microscopic Your l- Max, your really pissed me off. Hey, listen. I am really <laughs> upset. That's the beauty of it. It has triggered me. You it's are. It's triggered me at a, at a level that I haven't been triggered before. Isaac, you are the yak. This is probably the angriest I've ever been on the podcast. You are the yak in this, this scenario. The, this... What else, Josh? You yaked your pants. You sack of. <laughs> you microscopic sack. Your microscopic sack. <laughs> you, you, you microscopic sack. British Airways passengers fed KFC chicken a leg each on a 12-hour flight to London. I saw that. So where'd they get the KFC? And who well, had it? Well, the KFC it? was in the back. I don't know. They forgot to bring a lot in of the catering back. in. So they couldn't prop... They didn't properly unfreeze everything. No. Uh, so a lot of Josh. people got food poisoning on a 12-hour <laughs> flight. A leg each. Ooh. I bet you a lot of people didn't eat it, but I bet you most of people got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. No if, catering. No food. 12-hour flight. Just a leg per person. I fasted for more than 12 hours. Yeah, it's possible. They can yeah. give me liquids. They give me water. Yeah. I'm not moving. I'm sitting. Well, I can sleep. If you're sitting... Barely. They surely have crackers. No. If you were in a coma, would they feed you stuff down a tube? Listen, they the pilot eats crap. 
the stewardesses eat stuff. Yeah. What are they? Where's their lunch? Give me some of their lunch. What do you mean? Who, who's the idiot person who brought the unrefrigerated KFC onto the twelve-hour flight in the in the first place? I would do that. Who's kid? Let me see the receipt. Whose name is on the receipt for the bucket of chicken? It was probably that fake guy that everybody says is not. That real. That guy's not real. It's probably his chicken. That blankety blank ain't real. Yeah, you know they still they still haven't found her. That mother trucker. Yeah, I heard her friend showed up. And they're just like, yeah, she's been on a cruise. Oh, she's on a cruise right now. Like, so she's she was some dumb flying cruise? to a cruise to go on vacation. She's unaware. She's going a viral sensation. Yeah. People are just like, where is she? What happened? She's just on a cruise, dude. Well, I hope. I hope yeah. we get the full story. Yeah. But of course, that's just hearsay. That yeah, is hearsay. Yeah, right. You could be like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm her brother. Yeah. My favorite part of that video is she's like she's building up to this announcement. Everyone's watching her like in silence. And she, and she says, she points say. like, that guy's not real. And everyone on the plane looks back. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the video, they go, they go, like, what? What? They look back. What if she stood up and he said, he said, like, me lucky charms. And he like throws cereal at everyone. It's just Baljeet from Venice and Ferb. It's me. They, they always do that. Where she's my like, lucky charms. Candace is like, look, it's a monster. And then it's just, there is a monster. And then it gets replaced with Baljeet when like their mom comes and she's like, that's not very nice, Candace. <laughs> Can you please stop being racist? <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Tan Pants. Thank you to our patrons, Nathan Jr., Gil Stronculus, The Big Time, and Seth Rosgard. You guys are legends. You can join our Patreon, too, and receive a free copy of my book, The Garden Maze. What? Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to hear more and stay up to date, be sure to ring the bell on the podcast app of your choice. Let us know what you think. If you had any thoughts on the podcast, ask some questions. We'll answer them, maybe. I approve of this message. We'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. See you next time.